Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to Text Talk. I'm here. You're here, I'm here, the Bibles are open, it's an exciting time. It's March 27th, Year of the Lord 2023. I sure hope so. Uh, I'm hoping so too. <laughs> and we hope everything is well with you who have joined us for a discussion of God's Word today, a little devotional talk as we've been walking through the Psalms together. We have hit now upon Psalm 83. And the, the singularly unique aspect of Psalm 83 is we've been going through a list of Asaph Psalms, or Asaphite psalms, or however you want to say that. We, we've, we've recognized that they weren't all written by the man Asaph, but maybe the school of mm-hmm. Asaph, the descendants of Asaph. This is the last one. In, the, in all of the Psalms. In all of the Psalms. This is the last one by the Asaphites. Okay, so when we started reading in this book of Psalms, in Psalm 73, we've been reading... Asaphitic oh, Psalms? Yeah, I guess that's how you... <laughs> asphalt but, Psalms? I, I <laughs> but they're not all right here, as, yeah. as you were telling me. Well, th- there is one back in Psalm 50. So back in, in the second book of the Psalms, there was one Asaph Psalm, Psalm 50. Okay. But then the other 11 have all been right here. Once we got into book three mm-hmm. with Psalm 73, and I think you told me, didn't you tell me that Psalm 73 is your favorite? It really is. I, yeah. I love that Psalm. So Psalm 73 was where the... Asaphite, or Asaph himself perhaps, was struggling with his faith, yeah. but what saved him was the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And that set us off on a whole cycle, because then we got into Psalm 74, and the sanctuary was gone. Right. And how are they going to survive? And then there's judgment, and then there's deliverance as we mm-hmm. go through, and then just the different uh, A couple story. of cycles of that. Yeah. And uh, also along the way, a lot of shepherding imagery has come up and, and gone by. Yeah, and what I, w- what I was referring to as the second cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if these last three psalms could be seen as part of that second cycle or if we've had a third cycle start now. But Psalm 81 and 82 were both explanations of why judgment had come on Israel. Sure, sure. Psalm 81, because they had de- denied and defied the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And Psalm 82, shocked to find out, even in all my study and preparation, I didn't get it until we started actually talking about it, which is why I like having these conversations. Oh, it's good. It's good. That they violated the second greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. They were not loving their neighbor as themselves. And now we seem to bring all this to a close as judgment is being forecast, is being prophesied, is being prayed over all the nations. Mm-hmm. And that's what we find in this psalm. Well, and I will tell you that it is it is a humbling thing to read Psalm 83 aloud because because of all those nations. Yes. Uh, for, for people who uh, enjoy the fun words in the Bible, try to get them all said correctly, uh, I will ask for your patience this week as well, we are reading Psalm 83. Yes. So, you know, so let's go ahead and jump in here. Psalm 83, I will be reading from the English Standard Version. A song, a psalm of Asaph. O God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make an uproar. Those who hate you have raised their heads. They lay crafty plans against your people. They consult together against your treasured ones. They say, come, Let us wipe them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. For they conspire with one accord. Against you they make a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, 
Asher also has joined them. They are the strong arm of the children of Lot. Do to them as you did to Midian, as to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take possession for ourselves of the pastures of God. O oh my God, make them like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind, as fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountain ablaze, so may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. So one of the things I observe in this psalm is the juxtaposition. That is that God is silent but the enemies are speaking. Yes. And as the enemies are talking, uh, we get quotations from them. Mine in the, might read just a hair different than yours, but just to highlight them, um, in verse 4, you have the enemies saying, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. Verse 12 um, says, uh, Let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. So the psalmist is well aware of what the enemies are saying. Yes. Uh, and God, where are you? We yes. need you to speak. The problem is God's been silent. So real quick before getting to that, you're highlighting that statement about pastures there. It, it, it occurred to me as I was reading it just a second ago, and I, I've read this multiple times, obviously in preparation for our conversations but just in light of me saying a few minutes ago, I'm not sure if this is a third cycle or if this is the conclusion. It hits me that here we've got shepherd language. Right. That he, no, when, when you were ringing, it hit me too. It's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. I, and the recognition, we are the pasture of God and the enemies want the pasture of God. They want the pasture of God. So I think we're probably in that, again, that second cycle of that shepherd language mm -hmm. wrapping up here as the enemies are wanting to take over the pastures of God. Yeah. Because Israel is the flock of God on the pastures, the land that he has given them. Yeah. And now what we have is this prayer for judgment from the nations. Now, that being said, the shepherd has been silent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the problem, isn't it? The whole thing starts with three declarations, requests. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still. Yeah, do Don't keep still. silence. Don't hold your peace. Don't be still. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And so the sheep are looking to the shepherd. I think about that great shepherd psalm. 23, mm -hmm. your rod and your mm -hmm. staff are supposed to comfort. Yeah. You, you have said that what you're going to do is, is let my Lead cup be me. full in the, you know, and set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But right now, all I'm seeing is my enemies. I'm not seeing the table. My, my cup isn't full. I'm, I'm really scared. Yeah. We as a nation are scared don't be silent. Speak. I'm, I'm tired of hearing the enemies. I need to hear you, God. Now, I love the connection you just made there about in Psalm 23, the table is set uh, before the enemies, right? We have this huge list of enemies in this psalm, right? Yes. Enumerated. 
And if you try to go and plot these on a map, we may talk about this a little bit more, but these are all the enemies that have surrounded Israel. And at different times, as you read through the, the books of history and Joshua and Judges and the Samuels and all that, they will come, and of course, Chronicles as well, they will come and attack from these different angles. At times, they'll even make some treaties and multiples will attack. But this psalm paints the picture of they're all in it. It's coming from every side. Everywhere, every direction. And, and unlike Psalm 23, there's no table right now. No, no. no. And really almost like every point in history, uh, all the way up to Asher, which is a reference to Assyria. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got going all the way back to the Amalekites, which were the ones that they fought on their way to the promised land. in that Exodus journey, right? All the way up to the Assyrians. So we've we've got a picture of, of Israel's enemies from all time, from all places, all around them, all coming at them, all at the same time. That's nearly a millennia's worth of history. You and, can you and, can imagine a, a little flock of sheep really being scared as they look at those predators, <laughs> and I think that's exactly what yeah. we're supposed to see here. Yeah. Okay. Here's something that I find fascinating. Yes. And that is, we've talked about the series of Asaph Psalms. The very first one was not a part of this series. It was like like we pointed out. It was all the way back in Book Two, Psalm fifty. But here, here's what I'd like you to, to hear at the beginning of Psalm 50. See if this sounds familiar. The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes. He does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire. Around him, a mighty tempest. Hmm. That sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? It does echo. Well, for one thing, you have where this psalm, today's reading, Psalm 83 begins, is the opposite of those things. Yes. And saying that he is keeping silent because he says, do not keep silent. As you highlighted a moment ago, do not be, uh, do not hold your peace, do not be still. But but Psalm 50 said, well, that's not the ways God, he's speaking. Yeah, so so Asaph's first psalm that we read in the Psalms is a declaration that God does not keep silent. God, God speaks, God comes in judgment, and he actually mentions the fire and the tempest, which actually are a part of Psalm 83 as well. Oh, yeah. When, when the psalmist asks him to not keep silence... In verse 14, as fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountain ablaze, there's the fire, mm-hmm. all right? So may you pursue them with your tempest. There's the tempest. So do you get a sense in this psalm that this is even a call for restoration? Uh, God, make it now like it was then? Sure. Except, you know, here's the interesting thing. In Psalm 50, Psalm 50 is all about judgment against Israel. Oh. And now Psalm 83 is about bring that same judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay, you haven't been silent against us. You brought your judgment against us. Now it's time turn it on these nations. On all the nations. On all the nations. And that's one of the things that in the prophets that, that we see, even in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, as they promised that judgment was going to come upon Israel, they also yeah. and Judah, they also pointed out, but listen, this is not the end of the story. There's going to be a remnant that survives, and God will ultimately judge the nations that he has used as instruments of judgment on you. Mm -hmm. I think about Zechariah. I've been doing a good deal of study in Zechariah over the last year, and Zechariah begins, uh, the two main sections of Zechariah begin with this concept. So in chapter 1 and in chapter 9, it begins with the concept that God has brought judgment on Israel. 
Now he's going to bring judgment on the nations. He's like, look, I wanted to punish Israel and Judah, but these guys went too far. And so now I'm going to bring judgment on the nations. In Zechariah 9, there's even a catalog of cities and nations, not exactly the same as here in Psalm 83, Mm -hmm. but a similar approach as as we find God bringing judgment on all those cities and city-states and nations. We've got kind of a similar thing here. And so this declaration of judgment, I, I think we we find that. So it's God, don't keep silence. Now, okay, so let's bring this to us today. All right. Let me bring it to us today. Because what I'm really seeing in this psalm, and I think all of our conversations this week are probably going to go this direction. For me, the great blessing and benefit of the psalms is finding saints in the Bible, God's people in the Bible, who have faced and experienced the same kinds of scenarios, situations, and feelings I have faced. Yeah, There have been times when I have felt like I have been crying out to God and God has not been responding. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what we find in this psalm. This is a prayer for when God has been silent. Here is Israel in the face of enemies that are greater than they can possibly imagine, a coalition that is coming against them. And while I certainly think the extreme nature of this coalition is poetic, cosmic, maybe even apocalyptic, it's still this idea of facing an an overwhelming enemy. And I am crying out to God for me, for my family, for God's kingdom, for God's people, and God hasn't done anything about it yet. Here's a prayer for that time. God, don't be silent. Mm-hmm. Bring your judgment. Bring your deliverance. Bring it. And, and that's what we find here. And this, this psalmist, I, I guess just it's one, of those, it's one of those points again where what's happening? He has been praying and praying and praying, and God hasn't responded. So what does he keep doing? He keeps praying. Yeah. And it reminds me of kind of this mantra that, uh, that I hear from the recovery movement. You know, look, I believe God's way works, Mm -hmm. but what about when it doesn't? Mm -hmm. Well, keep working it until it does because God's way works. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that's what we find here. Well, I was just going to say, uh, in the feeling of that God is not answering and, and the psalmist is asking God to speak, uh, and you said, come and bring your, your judgment. And that is certainly something that comes through in this psalm. Uh, and I'm reminded that uh, we are taught in Second Thessalonians 1 as Christians that there is a judgment coming from God. And that is something that when we pray Maranatha, that is part of it. Our God come. Our God come. Uh, and, and so in Second Thessalonians 1, he talks about because of the persecutions and the tribulations that his people, the Christians, endure, uh, he says that it is a righteous judgment of God has come that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give those who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's even fire, it's even flames yeah. that echoes Psalm 83 as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Text Talk today. We hope that you have been encouraged to pray and to keep praying. And we're going to have a word of prayer right now. Our great God and Father, we are trusting that in Christ and in your graciousness and goodness, you would hear our prayers and hear our petitions, that we are always humble before your might and your greatness. And Father, we lift up those who who are calling out to you in prayer, who are sensing silence, but hungering for you greatly. We pray, Father, that you might 
answer our prayers and draw us close to you. May we be on your side, humble and repentant before you, and trust your dealings with all others. Father, we pray that we might be purged and purified by the hardships that we might face to evermore walk with you in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.